See, this is the real secret of life. To be completely engaged with what you're doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realize that this is play. Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast, hosted by your soulmates from the Foot Collective Australia. I'm Jim Dooner. And I'm Mac Lyon. We're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up so they can explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. We have a really special podcast this week. We're bringing you our first live fireside. On the first Friday of every month, we host a live monthly catch-up around the virtual campfire inside our community. It's a warm, welcoming space where our free members can come together face-to-face to share stories and ask those burning questions to help them on their journey. This live fireside was all about our brand new Explorer membership. It's essentially our ultimate digital tool and experience designed to help humans get out of pain and find foot freedom. In this chat, we're joined by TFC leaders, including our founder, Nick St. Louis, and fellow community members from around the world, and lay out our vision for this exciting new chapter in the TFC story. To learn more, head to thefootcollective.com forward slash explorer, or just keep listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the March Live Fireside. And so, yeah, for everyone tuning in live, thanks for being here and for your time and attention. And for everyone listening and watching after the event, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, these firesides really are our monthly opportunity connect, to connect as a global community. And, um, you know, we plan to be consistent with these every month. It's a great way to see some faces, uh, to give kudos to people who are really engaging and to update everyone on what we're working on. So just to kind of reiterate, our mission at TFC is to help everyone in this community restore a strong foundation for health, which is something that we call foot freedom. Um, And as a global sort of family and as an organization, our values are truth, health, and community. I think it's important to reiterate that because those values really form uh, sort of the soil from which everything spreads from. So like Max said, we opened the doors to this new digital space a month ago and have just been you know, amazed at how much quality engagement we're seeing amongst, amongst the community. So thank you all um, for your energy and for having the courage to share about uh, yourself and your experience. That's really what makes this community awesome. Uh, so this is a really special fireside for our team. Um, we've been working since the start of the year to build a digital tool and uh, a virtual experience that we believe is gonna help people navigate their way to foot freedom um, and help them succeed on that sort of journey and also make it a lot more fun, we hope. So today we're super excited to unveil our newest offering um, called the Explorer Circle, which is a private community within TFC. Um, And becoming an explorer, you essentially get access to the Collective Compass, which is our shared tool and that James is gonna talk about. Uh, and it also gets you, it also includes a ticket to base camp, which is our 42 day virtual experience and sort of the, uh, rite of passage for all explorers. And Max going to talk more about that. So, um, like I said, thanks for being here. Welcome. Uh, today our team is going to share more details about the Explorer circle, and we're also going to have time for Q and a, which will always slot into these monthly firesides and, uh, yeah, back to Mac, uh, so that he can share more about the trek to base camp. Thanks for that, Nick. Yeah, I think to first understand, you know, where we're coming from with with this new story that we're writing, it's it's really important to understand what we mean by the trek to base camp. Um, The journey to foot freedom, imagine it like you're climbing a mountain with an almost infinite amount of routes and peaks that, that you could possibly explore. So to climb this mountain, you really do need a map at the very least. And that's why we provided the Foot Freedom map to all when you join the community. And that map shows you the key checkpoints that you have to reach as you make your way up the mountain. But when you're looking at all of these checkpoints, it can be really daunting. There is so much that you could learn and put into action about each of these keys, but it can be really impossible to do it all at once. And when we realized what people needed was, you know, they need structure. They need a guided route to get them on the right path and to keep them moving forward. And that's why we created the trek to base camp. It's not an actual trek. We have had 
a few people ask questions about that. It's a 42-day virtual experience. And that's essentially an, an explorer's rite of passage, like Nick mentioned. You know, every day for six weeks, explorers will commit 30 minutes to improving their foot and movement health. And this experience will be hosted within the challenges section of the community and only visible to explorers who have signed up for that membership. Each day, you will have a new lesson to watch and a challenge to complete, and then you'll share your efforts with your fellow explorers. And on the trek, you will be guided by people who have made this journey before. And this is a really important point. You know, who, who will be in there with you are experienced health professionals and health guides who know this terrain and they've helped plenty of other people make this journey before. And that, that's a really powerful element of this private community that we're creating. Mm. Um, I personally have struggled with building a routine and, you know, and sticking to it in the past, as I'm sure many people in the live fireside can attest to. And I think this approach is really powerful because it actually will keep you motivated and inspired on the trek because you're going to be encouraged to actively share your journey and witness others along the way. Uh, so I think you probably, many of you have already had a taste for this by completing some of the challenges. Uh, just those little bits of inspiration from seeing other people doing what you're doing and, and going through what you're going through really does sort of drive you forward. Um, and by the end of this this 42-day trek, we really do believe that you will not only have a strong foundation of knowledge and skills, but you'll also have built a sustainable habit that can serve you for a lifetime. So like an actual trek to base camp, this is a serious feat, pardon the pun. While it doesn't necessarily take you to the top of the mountain, it does open up a heap of possibilities for other treks you can explore with your newfound confidence, clarity, and community. And that's what we reckon foot freedom is all about, confidence, clarity, and community. Hmm. So I'll pass over to Jim now to explain, yeah, what the collective compass is. Sweet. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, so to continue on with that story and that analogy, for any serious trek or journey, as Max said, you obviously need a map of the territory that you'll be exploring. Um, but a compass is also a pretty critical tool to help make sure you're staying on track and using that map correctly. So that's why we called the collective compass, the collective compass. Um, it's our digital tool that helps you navigate that virtual trek on the journey to foot freedom. So taking basically the information from the map that you've already got, and then just making it really clear and obvious about how to turn that information into focused action. And that's basically why we created it because we realized that there is obviously there's a lot of information out there uh, from us and from uh, you know, countless other people in the space. And, you know, it can be quite overwhelming. And what we realize most people need help with is actually sifting through that information, um, figuring out what's relevant to them, um, and then actually applying that to create a simple and sustainable daily practice that actually keeps them moving towards their goals. Um, yeah, consistently. So, Currently, the compass is built and it includes lessons on a big range of common conditions that will be expanded. Um, it includes an exercise library of all our favorite strength and mobility and balance drills uh, with also different levels of difficulty from beginner to advanced. Um, it also includes some general and specific routines to help you put those exercises together in like a, in a cohesive way. Um, depending on your current level of ability um, and also what you want to achieve. And in tandem with this, we've also built a physical tool. You could also use it digitally, but we highly recommend printing it to make it a physical tool, which is the proof of work log. And that's basically a journal that you'll use to accurately track your progress and to reflect on how your body is responding to the new inputs that it will be receiving along the trek. And in that proof of work log, you'll have a checklist of tasks for that day to tick off. And you'll have templates to write in your daily practice. And you'll also have some space and prompts to reflect on your experience that day and to help you prepare for the next day. And taking detailed notes, and this is something that I've found, especially recently, um, but taking detailed notes about your experience is really the only way to ensure that you are making progress and also really helps you troubleshoot when you do run into obst obstacles, which you inevitably will at some point, one way or another, there's always obstacles to overcome. And having those detailed notes makes a massive difference in that. So 
The idea behind the collective compass is that it will evolve and expand over time based on people using it and giving us feedback on their experience and, and also health professionals using it and giving us feedback as well. And that's something I'll touch on later in the fireside. But in that sense, it really is a tool that will be shaped by the collective of people that use it. And we believe that's really going to be the ultimate way to help the most amount of people succeed on their journey. Um, and I know a lot of you, uh, you know, here in this community because of conditions like plantar fasciitis or um, bunions or Morton's neuroma or, you know, all of these conditions that we see in the feet or the ankles and even, you know, all the way up the chain. Um, and you're trying to resolve those. And I think this this tool and this trek is perfect for you. And, and part of the reason is because we've also, well, Tom, uh, who's I'm about to pass over to, has built built up a an awesome condition library that that he'll talk about. And we also realized that Tom uh, didn't get to introduce himself last fireside, but he is a, a really core team member, um, has been heavily involved in all of this. So I'll pass over to him. He can introduce himself um, and then just talk more about the conditions library. All right. Thank you, Jim. And yes, hello, everyone. Uh, as Jim said, my name's Tom. Um, I'm very fortunate to be working alongside these amazing people and trying to create such a product. The The quick backstory is essentially I ended up living next door to Jim and he roped me into TFC. That's the quick story. Uh, but the long and the short of it is I, um, I'm a physio. I live here in Brisbane also. And I've always been interested in helping people. And just after talking to Jim and Nick and Mac and going down that route, really found that there's a really, really good place here within TFC to help people hit certain entry points. And obviously one of them is the feet. I come from a very big background of teaching people how to breathe and how to move from my physio work, but really came to enjoy learning more about the foot across time. And lo and behold, I've ended up on the TFC team, which has been great. So thank you for that. Um, but yes, as Jim was saying with the compass, within the compass itself, what we've tried to do is really expand out some videos and, and create content around the most common conditions that we see or the most common conditions that you guys have already told us. So, for example, we, you know, the data that comes in and we have a look at people suffering from plantar fasciitis, fasciopathy, bunions, Morton's neuroma, and so on and so forth. We tried to create these sort of really short but very detailed educational videos to hopefully give people who are suffering them as much insight as possible. And kind of like Jim said, on your on your trek or on your journey, you're very much going to experience some setbacks. And sometimes it's just you not doing the right thing at the right time. Sometimes we're just not able to listen to the body as well as we might. And these videos are designed in a way to hopefully help create that insight. And one of the things that we have sort of discussed across, you know, the last few months of making it is people getting sort of labeled with these conditions. You know, they say that they have plantar fasciitis, but often they don't understand what that actually means. And within the video, I was trying to dive pretty deep to help you sort of really understand the anatomy and then really build out as to what are practical tools that you can really use to help. And within the condition lessons that's like probably the first part but in the second part uh jim and i have gone pretty deep in creating sort of condition specific routines which um i'm sure jim can talk about a little bit more later on in terms of how they'll function but within there you'll have the sort of in the library of the condition video and then you'll have these sort of extra videos and extra routines that you can do if you're suffering from a specific condition and i think like uh the boys sort of touched on this is expanding so as time goes on, as we get more feedback, there will be more videos added to the sort of condition library. There will be more specific uh, condition routines that are created. And with the feedback from pros, from people, just from and ourselves all going through them, we're really wanting to make it the most powerful tool possible. So hopefully when people start to go through it and they start to experience it and get the feedback, we'll, we'll know what we can do better, what we can change, what we can update. And I think that's one of the coolest things about being a part of the TFC team is the constant endeavor to try and improve the tools, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, once you know we sort of everyone gets in and starts playing around with it, you, you'll be able to see where that's all set. But hopefully that sort of sheds a light on what you might find in the condition area. Uh, and with that, I will pass over to Nick to sort of explain more about the Explorer Circle, private chat and the meetups. Yeah, thanks, Tom. I think the, um, you know, when I was in physio practice, uh, one of the things I realized was when, when patients come in and they get labeled with this long word, part of the fear and some, sometimes 
that they just don't know it's intimidating thing, something's wrong with me. And I always kind of saw that when you explain something in simple terms so that they understand it's not, it's not like their body is flawed or damaged permanently. It's just this issue they have going on because they're doing this thing that they didn't even know was causing it. Once they understand what it actually means, uh, it's way less intimidating. And so, yeah, I think Tom, the pathology, like the conditions library that you've created with these understandable explanations of like, this is what the issue, this is the word that you get labeled with. This is what it actually means. Here's the mechanism and here's the root cause and how you can solve it. I think that sequence just reduces the fear around, um, you know, just not knowing, fear of the unknown. So I think it's very powerful. Um, so yeah, two elements that I want to talk about briefly that are included in the Explorers membership are the private circle and also the meetups that we're doing every two weeks. And, you know, as an explorer, um, having access to those private areas, I, I really think that as a community of explorers, we can really facilitate um, much richer conversations, higher quality conversations, because we all have access to a shared tool that we're familiar with. We all have an understanding, sort of a shared understanding from um, going through this shared experience of making it to base camp. And I think what that allows us to do is um, we have richer stories to share. We have, um, you know, sharing our experience of the obstacles we faced getting to base camp just creates uh, much richer soil to have, uh, to build a garden from, right? The problem with just an open community is that some people come in and they're all at different stages, right? Some people are just coming in for the first time and saying, you know, what, what kind of shoes should I wear? And, you know, we want to do our best to make sure that those people can find that information. But the reality is, is once you've really gone through and made the trek to base camp and you've hit all the checkpoints and you've, um, you know, hit challenges in your own life, you have a lot more experience to share from. And um, you can give, I think, a lot more value to others who have also done that um, difficult thing. And so with the Explorer Circle, uh, you not only are going to be in the, in, you know, side by side with other explorers who have made or are making the trek to base camp, uh, but we're all, that's going to be where we're going to prioritize our time in terms of making sure guides and people from our core team are there able to answer questions. And so not only do you have access to other explorers, um, you also have access to guides, people who have a lot of experience, whether that's a pro um, or just someone who has helped to build out these products. Um, but we're going to make sure that there's number one, there's always an explorer support person available. So Liz is going to be in that circle regularly. If you have any issues um, with accessing the compass or with your base camp truck, there's going to be someone there that you can speak to. And then if you have any questions that don't get addressed on the track to base camp or on the compass, there's going to be people who have a lot of experience in that circle available. Um, we can't always guarantee that's going to be the case in the main fireside, especially as it gets busier, but we're really going to prioritize our energy to the explorer circle to make sure that we really support explorers who uh, have made a commitment to their foot health and who have supported our work at TFC. So that's the Explorer Circle. You'll be able to navigate there. There's kind of a, a demo video teaching you as an explorer how to get into there. And then we're also going to be doing digital meetups. So similar to this fireside that we do once a month for the whole community, we're going to be doing a digital meetup for explorers every two weeks. Um, and so we'll, there we'll be able to share compass updates. We'll be able to exchange stories from, from base camp. Um, We'll have guides coming in and pros probably coming in to teach lessons about certain topics that we're hearing from explorers that they have maybe more interest in understanding. Um, and it's also going to be a place for team problem solving, right? When one person has this sticking point or challenge on their trek, it's probably not something that they alone have had. It's probably something that multiple people have had. And the idea is we can all come together and basically engage with problem solving or giving each other ideas as a community of explorers. Um, and so for those meetups, we're going to, uh, on the second Friday of each month, we're going to do one in a North American time zone. And on the fourth Friday of every month, it's going to be in an Australian time zone so that we hit both sides of the world. And so that there's opportunities for as many people as possible to tune in live because they will be live events. However, they will be recorded and made available. So second and fourth Friday, live meetups. And then the Explorer Circle private chat is going to be uh, for our private community of explorers where you'll be side by side with other people who are using the same tool uh, and have had the same shared experience. And you're also going to have 
uh, a support person available to make sure that any of your questions get answered. And there's going to be a bunch of guides and pros meandering through the Ex Explorer Circle private chat to make sure that you have sort of our um, most experienced people at TFC available to you as a thank you for making a commitment um, to making it to Basecamp. So, and with that said, I'm going to pass it back to James, and he's going to talk a bit about our um, pro uh, product launching later this year. And then after that, I'm going to talk about um, briefly talk about TFC Guide, which is our another our third and final kind of element of really what we're trying to create is a health system for this community. So I'm going to talk more about that after James. And yeah, thanks for listening. Sweet, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, so. Nick, Tom, and I are all physiotherapists, and we've worked mostly in musculoskeletal private practice. And so we've seen both, I guess, the value, uh, but also the limitations of an in-person, one-on-one time sort of session between a client and a practitioner. And so on the one hand, there can obviously be a really major benefit to having individualized assessment and diagnosis and treatment. Um, especially if that treatment is focused on helping the client really understand their condition and actually facilitating a, an active involvement in the rehab process. And obviously there are a lot of practitioners out there who don't necessarily practice that way and they actually end up creating more fear and confusion in their clients and often end up selling them expensive or recurring passive treatments that reduce their resilience um, and unfortunately tend to build dependence in the long term. So that, that kind of sounds really bad and like we're painting those practitioners as the villain in this story, but there is an old rule of thumb called Hanlon's razor, which basically says, never ascribe to malice what can adequately be explained by ignorance or incompetence. So that also sounds a bit bad, but I, I really believe that the vast majority of health practitioners do have their heart in the right place. Uh, and genuinely want to help people. And, and that's why they got into the whole health thing in the first place. But it's just, we've sort of come to this, you know, through our discussions and explorations of this topic. And we feel that it's just that they're following the wrong map um, to continue on from that analogy. Um, and the map that they're following is, all, is focused really only on managing or eliminating pain um, and seeking more comfort rather than necessarily improving function and, and you know, aiming for growth. So that's the map that they were given um, by the universities that they trained at. And it's also the map that their business models are based off, which does make it really hard for them to change. Um, plus, they've, never, they've probably also never explored the territory of foot and movement freedom themselves. And so they don't really know what's possible in that sense. And that kind of is another story, but it is worth mentioning because I know many people in the community have probably experienced this kind of approach and possibly many times in lots of different ways along their journey, which can be really confusing and frustrating. Um, so we want to acknowledge that. But even if the process of diagnosis and treatment is done in a really holistic, empowering um, and evidence-based way, then there are still some inevitable limitations in that model. And the main one being that there's only a limited amount of like a limited amount of time and money that a client can spend on individualized sessions. So, you know, they have to drive to the session, probably see the practitioner for an hour, drive home. Um, and, you know, it costs money, a, a decent chunk of money, as a lot of you have probably experienced. And so therefore, those sessions really do have to be pretty focused mostly on assessing, diagnosing and treating the specific issue at hand. And that means that these other, you know, very important, but ten, you know, generally more vague principles of mindset and health and lifestyle and environment and habit formation do tend to get breezed over at best and completely missed at worst. And at the end of the day, even if the practitioner helps the client solve a specific issue, it's actually these more general principles that will determine how long the client will stay in good shape over the long term. So that's basically the problem we, we want to solve. And we want to create a hybrid model where professionals can, one, they be fully committed to exploring their own foot and movement health by taking the trek to base camp themselves and, and becoming an explorer. Um, and two, trust that their clients are doing the same thing and covering all the important principles that I just mentioned. 
so that they, the professional, can focus on what they do best, which is does tend to be the assessment, diagnosis, and treatment of specific conditions. And that is a really, really valuable and necessary service in a lot of cases. So we don't want to undervalue that. Um, but three, the last thing we want, um, maybe not the last thing, but the other key thing, uh, is to, for the professionals to have a community of other equally committed professionals with the same sort of inherent values that they can interact with and share experience with and their wisdom with just so that everyone in the community can be raised up. And our bigger vision with this is to have a network of professionals of all different backgrounds and qualifications, um, ideally in every major city in the world who can serve essentially as like the medic on the mountain who can either help you get started uh, and help you take those first steps if you need it, um, or also help you get back on your feet if you run into issues along the journey. Because at the end of the day, this societal problem uh, of foot pain and, and really more broadly movement dysfunction as a whole is really epidemic. Like it is, it's amazing how many people are suffering with very similar issues. Um, and the only thing we believe that can solve that is a, a, a collective effort, hence the foot collective, but a collective effort that shifts the culture of the entire health and rehab industry. Um, so that's a massive goal. If that makes you as excited uh, as it makes me, and if you are a, a pro or if, um, if you know a pro that you think would be a good fit for this, then just please get in touch. You can send me a direct message on this community platform with the question. That's probably the best way to go. And, and if you do have any questions, um, yeah, just send them in that direct message because we'll keep the Q&A today um, all about just focusing on the Basecamp Trek and the Compass. And more information will come available about that pro concept uh, over the next few months as we as we build it out. Awesome. We'll pass and back to Nick, I yes, guess. Back uh, to Nick. To chat about the guides. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Uh, thanks, Mac. I think... Um, when you really zoom out, you know, one, one thing that I've kind of realized in my journey is this idea that we often throw around the word healthcare system. Um, and we throw it around with the assumption that we have a healthcare system. And one thing that, you know, became an uncomfortable realization for me was this idea that we don't, you know, if we, if we view the current system in place and really what it's oriented around, which is the diagnosis of disease and the treatment of symptoms that actually has very little to do with health. Um, and so when you look at it from that perspective, it's like we don't actually have a health system, a healthcare system. What we have is a sick care system that's designed to um, identify sick people and treat the symptoms of their sickness. But none of it really revolves around understanding the fundamentals of health and empowering people with an understanding how to take care of themselves. And without that, you know, we end up at this place where everyone essentially becomes sick and dependent on drugs or professionals to make them feel slightly better, but never actually get rid of the root cause. And so that's really like this big overarching problem when you zoom out. And so, you know, our more focused idea at TFC is to really empower people to restore healthy feet, to achieve foot freedom. Um, but the bigger idea, and I think the longer the, the long-term mission, you know, the decade-long mission for our team is actually to create a health system. Um, and I'm going to post something about this in the in the fireside in the coming couple of weeks to kind of unpack it further and get everyone's thoughts. But in my brain, a health system has three primary components. Number one is free education that's widely available and is truthful and empowering and actually applicable that people can make use of. So free education is the first element. The second element which is required is a certification that develops people who can help others. Because fundamentally, I think you have to take ownership of your own health and restore your own foot health in, in our context um, to begin to have a foundation to help others. But at the end of the day, it's kind of missing two elements. Number, number two is how do you communicate and deal with another human and empower them without pretending to give them answers? That is a whole skill set in and of itself. And then even another part is how do you actually make an income so that you can do that, so that you can spend energy helping others and be compensated for the energy you're offering? So those are kind of two important elements. Um, so one, free education, two, a certification process that develops people who can actually help others. And then three, the third element in a health system is a network that connects people to other people 
you know, connects the people who can help with the people who need help. Um, and so, you know, pro is essentially a way to bridge, uh, bridge the divide for sick care professionals who want to make cross the bridge into being uh, health guides, into being health professionals, right? To treat in a way that aligns with foot freedom, um, that sort of aligns with our core values at TFC, and for us to really create a directory of professionals who are ready to seek alternative ways uh, of working with their patients, to offer better tools, to really um, use education as their primary tool in their tool belt instead of uh, symptom-based treatment. Guide training, which is going to be something that we're going to be launching at the end of the year after pro, so there's still a ways to go, so I won't belabor on it too much, but I think it's important to mention. Guide training is designed to solve number two, the second part of that health system, which is a way to certify individuals and develops and, and helps them develop the abilities so that they can help others. And so, uh, you know, I really think degrees that we get at school in disease care teach people how to diagnose and treat symptoms of disease, but it, like I said, it doesn't really have much to do with health. So really what we're trying to do here with guide training, and we've been working on, um, you know, the former name of this project was foot nerd training. Um, and so we, over the past three years, we've kind of honed down a way to help people develop their own ability with a commitment of an hour a day for 12 weeks. And so essentially what we're trying to do is create a health degree focused on feet. Um, and it's a 12 week proof of work certification where you'll learn by doing instead of just by taking tests. And by the end, you're fully prepared and confident to make an income helping others uh, by leading events, recommending um, tools, um, helping people take their journey to base camp. So it's not only a way to um, help train people who want to help others um, by empowering themselves first, but it's also a way to give them an outlet through the TFC community to actually make an income uh, in alignment with foot freedom, in alignment with the approach of empowering people with education. Um, and so, you know, degrees are sort of transactional. You go and get a degree, you get a piece of paper saying you know the stuff, and then you're kind of put into the wild to make make a go of it for yourself and and to make money for yourself. What we want to do is create something that's shorter, um, that has updated, truthful information that kind of reflects our collective intelligence as a community, and also help people be prepared to make money with that new skill set they've gained by serving our community. And so there's still lots of work to do. Uh, we're planning to launch guide training in the second half of the year. But uh, if you are interested or this sounds interesting to you, you can go to thefolkcollective.com slash guide and we kind of have an info landing page there and you can sign up uh, if you have interest. But uh, we're, we're really excited about it. It really is, uh, we think, a super important element of what we're trying to do at TFC from a long-term perspective and creating a health system. And, you know, I think university degrees have, have done their job to get us where we are today. And if they're really, their sole intention is to vet people, right? Like if, if I go to a dentist, uh, I really want to know that that dentist has done some sort of program at a vetted institution to make sure that they're in a good position to drill into my jaw. Um, and so for certain professions, I think it is really important. But for others, you know, I know as, a phys as someone who went through physical therapy school, um, I got about two days of education on feet and it was all about orthotics and supportive footwear which doesn't, to me, reflect the truth of, of what people need to know and um, how best to help people. And so, you know, if I knew I would be nerding out on feet and spending a lot of my time specializing in helping people restore healthy feet, um, you know, a more effective way to learn um, sort of the key codes and the best information would be to connect with a network of people who have been doing this for a while uh, that can guide me on my own journey to discover because really the lessons you learn as someone who wants to help others is actually by you taking your own journey and we believe that everyone who is seen as an authority on foot health should have healthy feet should be wearing natural footwear should be a good mover and that's really what we're working on with uh, this proof of work certification is not there's no exams right um, the idea is just like the track to base camp is for each day of those 42 days you share in public the work you're doing with guide training, it's each day for 84 days, you share what you're working on and you practice being able to explain these fundamental concepts and pointing people to the right resources. So anyway, more information to come on future firesides, um, but maybe now's a good time to open up Q&A period. So if you have yeah, a question. Might. 
I was just going to say, Nick, before we, before we jump into Q&A, this may sort of answer a few people's questions about the Explorer membership. Um, just, I guess, the nitty-gritty details about how mm. it all works and, and how much it costs. And I think it is important to, to preface all of that with, like Nick's just laid out, there's a big vision going on here. We know, you know, this can probably be a lot for some people to hear all in, in one sitting about, you know, our big our big plans for, for where we see this community heading and what you guys could all be a part of. Uh, and I hope everyone that's here will be a part of it. Um, but I guess it's worth just keeping in mind that anything that any product that we sell in inverted commas is really just giving our small team fuel to make these visions possible. Mm. Uh, and the more support that you all give us, uh, obviously the, the community is free to be a membership, a member of, um, but yeah, any support that you guys give us, any fuel that you give us, any energy you give us is going to be reinvested in making that dream and that vision come true. So, uh, with that being said, the, the way the Explorer membership works, uh, it's essentially 242 us dollars, um, for an eight week membership. Uh, so it's like, a at the moment we, with the launch, we're doing a 50% off deal. So, uh, for the pioneers who sort of help us blaze this trail initially, you'll get 50% off uh, and that'll go until July 2023. So that'll be $121 for, yeah, for pioneers who are joining up. And what that includes is access to the compass for eight weeks and it also includes access to the Trek to Basecamp challenge. So your ticket to Basecamp is included in that. Uh, the reason we've done eight weeks is for the 42-day journey we believe you may need a week to prepare and then a week to integrate afterwards. So we want to give you that access for eight weeks so you can choose when you want to begin the journey. Um, and then after that, if you decide that you do want to stick around and you want to be keep being a part of that Explorer Circle and keep having access to the Compass and all that exercise library and the condition library and everything as it evolves, then it's a really small uh, membership fee of $9 US a month but for pioneers, it'll be $4.50 and that'll be locked in for as long as you stay subscribed. Um, and I guess just see that as, you know, money being spent to help us keep the the Explorer circle clean and tidy and to keep maintaining it like a garden, I guess. Uh, you know, we're going to have gardeners in there who are, are working to keep everything running and, and keep on giving everybody that's in there um, the best experience possible. So, uh, yeah, like I said, th this membership really does help us keep pushing towards that master vision. So if you do have any questions about that in particular, about the, the pricing, feel free to ask here in the Q&A. Um, or if you'd rather just send us an email for, for something like that, then you can email explorers at thefootcollective.com for those questions. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess on that note, it'd be great to uh, to open up to anybody in the community who has any questions. Um, yeah, we're really here, keen to hear your thoughts. If you've got any thoughts or, or just questions, we had Felix raise his hand. I saw where where is go down a bit further. Is it... Oh yeah, was that Felix Dalgren? Uh, let's. Oh. We'll go. Oh. We'll go with Janine. Janine's got yeah. her hand up. Sorry, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you, Felix, if you're still keen. Um, mine's about the um, the community app uh, with communicating. So sometimes, like someone writes a nice comment to me, and then I write back, and then I don't hear anything. So it seems to me like the communication doesn't flow backwards and forwards. Yeah, that's a that's a good question, Janine. Um, look, it is still very early days with the Kajabi platform, and and we are really confident that they will keep on improving and expanding uh, the capabilities of the platform. You should get notifications when people reply to you uh, within comments. Uh, it can be a little hard to find them sometimes. I completely yeah. understand that. Uh, you may get a notification and then trying to find where that leads to. Um, you may have to do some scrolling and. That's not ideal, but Kajabi, who hosts the platform for us, they are releasing updates every single week uh, and we will be relaying those updates to everyone in the community as soon as we get them so that everyone is on the same page. Um, but any questions you do have like that, we will submit them to 
um, to their development team. So the more noise we get around a certain aspect, then we can keep relaying that to their development team and uh, try and get all of those bugs fixed. But I've, I've got a lot of faith. Everything that we've sort of asked for so far has, has come through in updates um, or most of the things. So uh, yeah, it'll just keep on getting better, I promise. Okay. Thank you. No worries. Uh, anyone else have a question? Feel free to just press the raise your hand button down the bottom if you, you've got anything you'd like to ask. Um, Otherwise, we've had some in the chat as yeah, well that we, we can go to. We did have, yeah, we did have one question in the chat um, regarding the 42-day journey and whether you can, if you, you know, if you skip a day, what the situation is. Um, Nick, I, I think you probably are in the best position to answer this one. I guess what happens when you, yeah, when you miss a day or um, yeah, you, you feel like you've got to double up on the next day. What, what's the situation? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the ideal is for people to be able to stick to the, um, to the 42 day schedule. And the reason we chose 42 days or six weeks is that, you know, change is hard, uh, for humans, right. To change the way you live or what you do, or to even just build. Like I know when I first started to try and build a daily meditation habit of five minutes, it took me a long time. It took me months and months to be able to plug that in and actually do it consistently. So change is difficult. It takes time. The body takes time to actually physiologically adapt. If you give it a new input uh, for your tissues to change, for your muscles to change, for your nervous system pathways to change, it takes time. So the 42 days, ideally you stick to that schedule, but uh, Annika asked a, asked a great question. You know, she said that if she misses a day, if she's traveling, like realistically life will happen. If you have a travel day, it might be really hard to get, um, get to that specific day. Uh, and at the end of the day for each explorer, it is your individual journey, right? It is done at your personal pace. Um, once again, it's like, we really recommend trying to stick to the 42 days. I think making a concrete commitment, uh, you know, is important and the idea of i start on day one and by day 42 i'm done so like she said you're more than um you're more than able to to double up on days right if you miss day four on the fifth day you can do day four and five there's no problems there what we really want to strongly advise against is people um blasting ahead right doing like four or five days in one day um and trying to finish the 42 days in like 30 days right like it really does take time for these changes to happen. And, you know, instead of just blowing through one checkpoint and racing to get to the next, you know, what we really want to try and do is to actually encourage people to spend time at each checkpoint, right? The idea of, for example, changing your, your lifestyle to be more of a ground living lifestyle it takes time. It's going to take a lot of experimentation. It's going to take a lot of trying different things. And the more time you sit in that, in that checkpoint, the more data you're going to get of how it feels to actually spend time on the ground, how, what are the, you know, what are other explorers doing to engineer their lifestyle to nudge them towards spending time on the ground instead of in chairs, right? So try not to go ahead of schedule. Um, but if it takes you 45 days to finish, I think that's a big reason why the eight weeks is, I think, powerful. Um, there is that seven day integration period left at the end before you have to make a decision about whether you want to stick around base camp and the explorer circle. So if you miss a couple of days due to, um, you know, unforeseen circumstances and you finish in 44 days instead of 42, that's completely fine. So I guess to summarize it, it's like we recommend making the 42 day commitment uh, and really trying to start on day one, finish on day 42. But there is a bit of a buffer. And at the end of the day, it is really your own individual journey. Um, so it's OK if you're not exactly on schedule. Um, however, one thing I will say is that if you have Internet and I've realized that even when traveling, there's Internet everywhere. The idea that um, you can complete a day's challenge and and do your daily practice in an airport uh, if you're not afraid to look silly. You know, I'm the person barefoot kicking around a hacky sack <laughs> trying to build up my skill and get up to the Aussie level um, in the airport. And if you're not afraid of looking silly, then, you know, there is always an opportunity to do this work. And if it means, you know, if you're visiting friends and family, if it means saying, hey, um, Hey gang, like I'm going to take 30 minutes because I've made a commitment to do this thing uh, to take care of my feet. You know, if you want to do it with me, I'm happy to kind of show you what I'm working on. Sometimes it might mean, you know, explaining to people why you're prioritizing, taking the time to do that, which um, can create a bit of friction. But at the end of the day, I think really making good on your commitment, choosing a time of day where you have the most control over that 30 minute period or 
really plugging it into whatever circumstances you find yourself in. If you really prioritize it, I think it, it can get done. And if you have to double up or finish a couple of days later, that's totally cool as well. Awesome. I think you're going to take longer than 42 days to catch us on the uh, the Hackminton court, mate, uh, but keep trying. <laughs> At this pace, I might need 42 years. So I, I, <laughs> years, I was going to say. Keep, keep trying. Uh, we'll jump over to Kate now. Uh, Kate, if you want to turn your mic on. Yep, sure. Um, mine is about the track. Um, are there any conditions for which you would not recommend doing the track at this point in time where the half an hour day might be too much? Yeah, I get Jim will jump in on that one. Yeah, so the half an hour a day is not necessarily half an hour of full work um, and definitely not necessarily half an hour of intense work. It's more just committing half an hour a day to either working on your feet or learning about your feet or, um, you know, it's working at your own level basically. And if that means, you know, we've, we're very big on, yeah, sort of not overdoing it and building things up really gradually. So for the first seven days, it's all about taking some self-assessments as a baseline and then starting with just like 10 minutes, like a 10 minute routine, um, that goes through, you know, a lot, all the different areas, feet, ankles, hips, squat and balance. Um, and then from there, you can start to add in more of the specific routines that we mentioned that are sort of more condition specific or area specific. But throughout that whole process, obviously, each exercise is broken down, down into beginner to advanced. So they do start very beginner and, and quite light. Um, and then, you know, there's a big range of what sets and reps you do and how, how long you hold it. And all of it is really training you to, um, uh, I guess, self-regulate along the way so that it's not just a, a blanket program and, and everyone does the same thing. It's more like here's the, the guidelines of where to start and what to do. And then as you as you track your progress in your proof of work log, then you adjust things as you go. And then we can be in there, obviously helping you adjust appropriately as well, based on what you're experiencing throughout. I hope that answers your question, Kate. Yeah, that does. Um, one kind of related one as well is if you're doing the trek, would you just do the trek and not like do soulmate training as well? Like, is that kind of training? That's a, that's a really good question. Yeah. Yeah. So the soulmate training, can we, we sort of see that as an adjunct or a bonus along the trek we'd um you can really while you're doing the trek you should focus on the general routines uh, tom's got some breath a breathwork drill in there as well and the specific routines and then the soulmate stuff can be an adjunct or an extra or it can also be um something you do uh, to not get too deep into the weeds, but the specific routines you'd be doing three days a week. So if you did a plantar fasciitis routine, for example, Monday, Wednesday and Friday, and you were recovering well, then you could do some soulmate training to fill up the rest of your half an hour on the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, as an example. So yeah. it definitely can work in. Um, but again, it would be a matter of making sure that you're not overdoing it in any way um, just to squeeze in the soulmate training. But the other concept that's important is that all of the the whole trek will really bring you know will really improve all the aspects of function of your feet and lower limbs so that you can get a lot more out of your soulmate training as well yeah and i mean that's what the guides are going to be there for mm. when you become a member of that explorer circle and these sort of yeah questions about how to integrate your soulmate training are perfect to ask once you've gotten in there and got a layer of the land of, of what's going on you can definitely include yeah. it but um yeah it's the sort of thing that um yeah i think you, you get a lot of guidance from the guides once you get going uh but yeah That's thank good, you for that good one, question Kate. yeah appreciate that uh ray go for it mate thank you um as we heard um by the the, the foot challenge the um, the person there i think took very long time to get the hacky sack I haven't even gotten that yet. So my concern is, um, and, and I will get there eventually, but um, it's really around the, the the time that's been allocated in the in the trek, but sort of makes an assumption that you're going to be able to get your body to that point along the journey within a specific time frame. I think, right? And so, you know, if if you're doing something 
not everybody's body is going to be able to um, do it in the same time frame or get to the same level of capability. How does that um, get accommodated within the, um, I don't know what you want to, the, the trek, let's call it. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a good question. I think uh, personally, I'll just firstly say that I think a lot of that comes down to what you view as foot freedom. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, everyone is going to sort of have a different definition of what they're trying to achieve and what the work that they're putting in is going to allow them to do. For some people, it may just be going for a walk barefoot or it may just be being able to play with their kids or grandkids without pain. For other people, it may actually be climbing a mountain. So uh, I think when, when you look at it from that sort of broader view, then the trek gets really personalised to where you're trying to get to um, and, and comes down to what, what realistically you think you can achieve. But... Mm. And the certainly we're not... Base camp um, isn't necessarily foot freedom, I suppose. Like we, we see base camp as like the foundation of knowledge and awareness and skills and habits that should allow you to then continue exploring your definition of foot freedom confidently. So it's, it's certainly not the case that everyone will get to their definition of foot freedom in 42 days. And um, rehab processes definitely take longer than 42 days, often months, um, months and months to get really, really significant improvements. But um, the 42 days is a really good time frame to build up really strong habits and to learn pretty much all you have to learn um, in order to keep exploring down that that uh, path, if that makes sense. So what I'm hearing, uh, Jim, is it, th there's a, a map, but within the 42 days, we may not get to complete that. And, and I think it's also dependent on what you want to achieve, but um, I suppose I'd like to achieve as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, if you don't achieve it, well, then that's not the end of the earth, end of the world. Um, you'd be then, I, I suppose, encouraging the, the individual to do the monthly bit and then to just keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. I, I think whilst you made the comment around, I think everybody's got their own what food freedom is. I think it would be good for the for the, the community to have a view that says what should people as a minimum be able to do yeah right because i hear a lot i mean i've just started retirement and so one of my key drivers is my health and i want to make sure i can live as long as possible and i understand um to do that i need to be able to balance properly and i need to be able to squat i think um you know so so it's having you know what are the key things that people need to do that actually assist them in living a longer life um, because if you can't keep your balance as you get old, you're going to fall over, hurt yourself, break your hips and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. That, thanks, Ryan. Great questions. I've got some answers to them, but I've also seen Nick and Tom raise their hand. So I'll give them a, a platform as well. We'll, we'll uh, head to Nick. Nick did technically raise his hand first. So. I think the best way to view the Trek to Base Camp is almost like... Um, 42 days to make sure that you pick up all the tools that you're going to need in order to make progress for a lifetime, right? The idea that it's probably best to think of Basecamp as less of a destination and more of a way to ensure that you hit every element that you need to be aware of in order to make lifetime progress. So it's not necessarily making it to a certain place. It's really being aware of, uh, number one, it's sort of a community experience to make forward progress. Right. And the goal is for everyone who's going to base camp to make forward progress, but not necessarily end up at the exact same place. Right. You and I might end up at different places when we get to base camp. But the idea there is um, each of the checkpoints will have uh, standards. And kind of like you said, it's like what what should be a reasonable ability in terms of balance? Well, our, our kind of standard for single leg balance is can you stand on one leg barefoot? Uh, on flat, hard ground with your eyes closed for 60 seconds without making an error. Not everyone is going to make it there by the time they get to base camp, but everyone will be aware that that is a reasonable standard to work towards. Same with the squat, right? Like in 42 days, if you're nowhere near squatting, we don't expect you to be in a full resting squat position at the end of 42 days, but we want to make sure that at the end of 42 days, you have a really good awareness of how to use the compass, which you can have access to for your for as long as you choose to be an explorer. Um, 
and the idea that that tool will always have something that allows you to progress uh, how you're working on things, like a, a routine or a specific exercise that can be your next step. And so, yeah, think of it less as a, you know, it's a, the metaphorical destination of Basecamp is having reached a place where you understand really deeply how to use the compass and how to navigate that tool so that it can keep benefiting you. Uh, and also walking you through this kind of um, trek where you hit all of the checkpoints, you're aware of all the elements, you're, you have an understanding of pain and how to interpret it, you have access to a library. If you ever come into some friction with a certain pathology, you know that there's an explanation there and a specific routine that you can plug into your daily routine. So um, I don't know if I sort of answered what you're looking for, but think of it more as a way to help people succeed at making progress a way to help them hit every element that they're going to need to know, a way for them to pick up every tool so that by the time they reach Basecamp, they have this really full tool built and they understand how to use all the tools so they continue their own journey um, for a lifetime and really know all the variables at play for what they need to know to continue doing that. And have a community around them and a really supportive network of people who they yeah now have this incredible shared experience with, which could be the most powerful thing of all. Because if you do all of that alone, you may not stick with it. But if you stay surrounded by a group of people who have been through all those hard yards with you, you may be more likely to, to stick mm. with that, that habit for life. And just to quickly elaborate before I go to Tom, just to elaborate on what Nick said, Ray, and just to specifically answer your question. Yeah, each of the keys, so mindset, feet, balance, squat and ground, and we've got... Um, yeah, like Nick said, standards for each one and they are related to, you know, how your feet should be functioning from, you know, what, what is the actual function of the feet and what are some key indicators that they are functioning in the way that they should be. Um, you know, to balance, like Nick said, 60 seconds on one leg. We've gone to eyes closed, but even just 60 seconds on one leg is, if you can do that, that's a predictor of, um, you know, much lower mortality from all causes of death. Uh, same thing with uh, the sit and rise test. That's another one, just being able to fluidly and efficiently get up and down off the ground. So a lot of the assessments that you take, the self-assessments in the map um, are related to those sort of basic functions that people should be working towards achieving. Um, and then, you know, we, we can then build on that. Once people hit those targets, there's pretty much endless ways to expand um, and to yeah improve from there as well. Um, but I hope that answered your question. I'll go over to Tom, who's probably going to answer it even more thoroughly. <laughs> Not more thoroughly, mate. No, it was really good. I just I think part of it, Ray, sounded like, and I think there's one thing that uh, Mac and Jim did really really well with with the videos themselves. Because there are levels within them, you're going to be able to pick what intensity, what sort of um, challenge that you want. And again, the idea is to everyone gets to that place and they're going to get there in different ways, but everyone gets to that shared place. And with the different levels of intensity, you, you can then go and like, that's my, you know, green circle for today, or I'm going to do the black diamond. Like you're going to have those options. And then I think the second part to go with that is the proof of work log becomes very important then because you're then going to be able to go today. I did like the green circle. It was really easy. Like I could do this calf raise with no problem. You do it for a couple of days. I might try the, the harder version. And it's like, Oh, that, that killed me. That was it. I could only do like half of like sort of the reps that have been set. And I think having the inbuilt progressions in those videos will be very, very useful. And then having that proof of work log is going to allow you to progress your own rate, whatever that may be for your own goal. And I think having those combined with the idea of like what the boys have already said, once you hit that place, there will be other stuff as this thing expands coming off it. And there'll be more opportunity to, again, make that more specific and tailor it. And if, you know, if you've got a specific goal and, you know, we find that lots of people within the community have a very similar goal as well. There's no reason that as things go on, as things develop, we can't go out and develop more standards and more sort of specific pathways up the mountain, up the trek for, for you and everyone else. But I hope that sort of really just summarizes the rest of, you know, what the boys already said, which is pretty in depth. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, stay tuned. This is definitely not the final form mm. of the Explorer membership and the Explorer Circle and the Collective Compass. We, we plan on having bonus treks um, and, you know, hopefully down the line, not just for things about feet, but uh, for all types of 
sports and movements and you know ways that people can keep on progressing on, on their own journey mm. um, so yeah i hope that helped, answered your questions mate and in that sense well, oops sorry go on ray uh, well it does um but but to your point mac um you know jim sort of um you know made, made this made, made it sound very easy this you know mm. sort of sit down stand up you know where you cross your legs <laughs> now jim makes it look so easy I can't even cross my legs and sit down cross-legged, right? Now, that's not a foot issue. That's to do with my muscles and my joints. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be sort of covering that sort of stuff and what what exercises to do to unlock joints, that sort of thing? So when I, when, when I squat, you know, like my right leg, I don't seem to – my um, ankle's not locked, but I can't get my left ankle down. There seems to be something going on with the muscle there. So – I'd, I'd be looking for what other muscle work can we do to unlock some of those joints to to be able to get into those positions that you've described. Yeah. Anyway, if we're going to do that, that's fantastic. What I heard from Nick was this thing's going to evolve. So if it's going to evolve to the extent of incorporating all of those things, I think, uh, you know, it should be good. Well, it, it actually doesn't have to even evolve to incorporate those because we, um, we're we yeah it's definitely not just a foot focused um program even in its current uh iteration then we uh it incorporates feet ankles knees hips squat balance and spine as well and because all of these the feet don't work in isolation they affect the rest of the chain and then the rest of the chain also affect the feet so we've um definitely incorporated elements of you know especially hip function um but yeah all these other elements uh, and we've sort of put them together in different routines that help make it sort of cohesive and progressive for you. So, um, but yeah, that's, I guess what I was going to say before and in relation to that is that that's why we've created this sort of pioneer opportunity because, um, you know, it's not just a fancy word, but the people who go through this trek, which will be us included, like we'll all be, the whole team, our team will be going through this trek at the same time as anyone who signs up now um or over the weekend and essentially we are the pioneers sort of like making this first trek to base camp to see what is really needed by you know lots of different people in lots of different situations and then we can just make that trail better and better and easier and easier and more and more clear for people but thank you for your questions because that is um yeah it's all it's all very important stuff for people to know just to add one little nugget i think um the idea that every explorer that uses the compass will have maybe something, um, some element of confusion or some missing link that we haven't covered. If explorers are contributing that into the explorer circle and saying, hey, I, I don't know what to do. This is my situation. I don't know what to do. A sort of guide can go in and nudge a little bit of guidance and also speak to the people who are creating the compass so that they can update the compass to include that if it's something that more than one person's facing. I think that's really the beauty with the, this, even the nomenclature, the collective compass is like every person that uses the compass and has feedback to offer or run into, runs into an obstacle that they don't know how to navigate. Um, we just plug that right back into the compass. And so essentially every person uses also that you know, six of them now, um, it'll be different. And I think it'll just get better with every single person who uses it. So yeah, it's the kind of thing where probably your issue, Ray, is not only your issue. There's probably other people who are also facing a similar challenge. Uh, And so the idea that your input, uh, you know, mentioning your specific circumstance in the Explorer circle and us sort of as a community of explorers, problem solving and troubleshooting, you know, giving you some suggestions of where to go also gives us something to plug back into the compass so that every single explorer that comes after you benefits from your experience and that's really what this is all that's what the community element is really about in terms of um, you know extracting this collective intelligence that we all come to together by sharing all of our experiences and making the tool better for everyone else because we've embedded all of our all of our experiences into it yeah well said mate um i hope yeah i hope that ticks it all off right uh ness you do have a question we might have to make this our last one, uh, it's getting late on a Friday here in Australia. Um, but yeah, Ness, uh, go for your question. Um, sorry. So it might have been already answered. And if it has, I can just watch the replay. I was just going to check if I don't sign up this weekend. Um, yeah, what sort of other options? But I can get in touch with 
Yeah. No, that's a good question. It, yeah, the, the Pioneer offer will be around until uh, sort of the middle of the year. Um, so we're going to have a, a few months to, for people to take up that Pioneer offer. And um, I guess one other thing worth, worth mentioning to wrap this up is we are so confident that this, this you know, uh, approach will work uh, that if it doesn't, if you don't see any improvement at the end of the 42 days and you feel like you haven't, gotten any value out of that experience then we will give you your money back because you know we believe that how this has been laid out and the support that will be wrapped around you you are going to to be making strides forward and yeah it may not get you all the way up the mountain in 42 days but uh yeah we're pretty confident that you'll definitely not be in the place that you were when you started uh, and you'll you'll have some new friends and, and a community around you that we hope you'll want to stick around and stay connected with thanks for listening to the restore to explore podcast if you'd like to join us live for our next fireside just jump into our brand new community it's completely free and inside you'll find a growing library of education training and resources to help you resolve common conditions restore natural function and explore your body's potential with a community that's there to support you along the way. To sign up, just head to thefootcollective.com. You'll find the link in our show notes.